0: NBA box score breakdown. Oh, and we're back in the booth. Surprisingly for some, unsurprisingly for others, the Miami Heat pulled off a victory in your Game 5, quote-unquote, upset of Los Angeles Lakers. Miami Heat coming out 111-108 to 108 over LA. We're going to be recapping all the action from that game and previewing tomorrow night's Game 6. As always, I'm joined by another esteemed colleague, incredible co-host for the network an all-around professional guy mr doug welcome back tell the people how you're doing today oh things are good
1: man uh i mean as good as they could be as a lakers fan i'm, I'm a little concerned a little disappointed uh but at the same time what a game i mean on both ends uh, both teams played really really good basketball um i mean other than the turnovers but it was just a good game i mean a good game to watch and uh, but, yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned, to be honest with you,
0: a little concerned. Hey, I think that that's completely fair. Um, I'm pretty sure the Laker Kingdom right now is concerned, and rightfully so. I mean, we'll, and we're just going to get right into it. You know, uh, let, let's talk narratives. The, the narrative coming into the game was this is it. Mamba jersey's on, the light's shining bright, Larry O'Brien trophy taken out of its Louis Vuitton trunk, which, by the way, Weird flex, but I'm here for it. 100% here for the Louis trunk. Hopefully we can see that across all sports going forward. But the the Miami Heat were not ready for that trophy to be handed over to LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the rest of the Lakers squad. They have a a say in that fight. um, And they had the last word in last night's fight uh, really went down to the wire. Like you said, man, and ultimately it just became a, a, a question of execution. You saw the Miami Heat able to execute down the stretch offensively and defensively. The Lakers unfortunately had lapses and crucial moments on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. So, a tale of two games. Um, but unfortunately, there's only one final score, and Miami was the one walking away with the win one Oh eight For you as a Lakers fan, Doug, talk to me and tell me what do you think was the biggest thing for you that stood out last night that the Lakers were unable to do to really pull to close out this series and walk away with the trophy here.
1: Well, I mean, role players have always been a, a situation for the Lakers uh, this entire playoffs, and they don't have the strongest role players. Uh, Miami has young role players, but they're strong role players. I mean, they do they do really well. They know their part. They hit shots when they're supposed to hit them. You know, Danny Green, $18 million man, wide open three from the top of the key, can't hit a shot. All I'm saying is one more swing to KCP, who's been hot this series, and I, I got a feeling that his his chances of that ball going in was was way higher. Um, Danny Danny Green, you know, he he's been struggling this entire series. Um, he was two of five from three point range uh, last night. Um, he only scored eight points in the entire game. KCP was up to sixteen points of three of eight shooting from the three point line. So one more swing, and I think that you know the game would have swung a different way, and and we'd be uh, celebrating a, a Lakers championship. But it's uh, you know. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, ifs and, and whats, you know. But the really the containment is, 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 is Jimmy Butler. I mean, the guy is phenomenal. Uh, he really put it on again last night, playing the most minutes of the entire game. He had a game high 47 minutes last night with a triple-double, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, 35 points to lead the team in points. Uh, LeBron James had more points with 40 points. LeBron was just short of a uh, triple-double. 13 rebounds and seven assists. Um, but I think that really what it comes down to is the strength of the role players. Uh, you had six players on Miami that were in six uh, in double digits last night. You only had three players on the entire team for the Lakers that were in double digits. So it's kind of a two man show. We've, we've been saying that this entire season for the Lakers, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, where Jimmy Butler's got uh, he's got a young core around him and, and they're, they're good role players, and they stepped up tonight. So, um, you know, impressive win. Uh, they deserved it. Um, Duncan Robinson, and you know I've been saying this from the get-go, all, all playoffs. Duncan Robinson having bad nights and this and that really needed to get him on board. And he did it last night. Just picked a heck of a time to, to, to strike while the iron is hot. 26 points last night. He was 7 of 13 tries from the three-point line, 8 of 15 from the field goal. Um, three of three from the free throw. So he he picked a heck of a night to turn it on and to to have a fire game. And between him and Jimmy Butler, they definitely needed it. But the role players, you know, you asked you asked me the question. I think I think the role players was was the key to to the win for the Miami Heat on this game.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you, and that's kind of been a recurring theme throughout this series. Obviously, Miami came into it, you know, pretty undermanned losing at a bio uh, to begin the series, uh, not having their leading scorer in the bubble, which is <clears throat> been Gordon Dragic, uh, one of their lead playmakers. And it really turned Jimmy Bowler into the end-all, be-all as far as facilitation and playmaking uh, on top of scoring, on top of defense, really on top of everything. He, he is a one-man show. Um, and the Miami Heat, I mean, they need it. And, and it, the team is built very well around him. Um, Spo is going to coach him up and he's going to get all those guys in the locker room to really execute and do what they needed to do. Uh, I think that Eric Spalestra is a coach I really, he in my opinion thrives in those, those pressure type of situations. Uh, we saw how he was able to successfully win multiple championships with LeBron D. Wade and Chris Bosh under fold. Now he has a very different team less of the superstar makeup uh, that you were used to but a lot of the similar um, themes as far as the composition of Miami's rosters their culture uh, really what they look to do with their guys on the court so all the credit in the world to him. Like you said Duncan Robinson he woke up last night and I mean if you're going to wake up now is the time and and he did. I think on a lot of those shots unfortunately for him it's it's the curse of being a young unknown. You know, you're not going to get a lot of those touch foul calls on those three point attempts. I think in the beginning of the game, in the first half, he was really looking for those. When he realized they weren't coming, he just had to follow through on that shot. And his shot became more steady and consistent, as we saw in the second half, where he was really able to put up some numbers and help the Heat in big moments <clears throat> really solidify their lead um, and some offensive momentum that they were desperately needing outside of Jimmy Butler because. As you said, I mean, he got all the minutes he could handle. The guy was bent over. He's he's panting. He's he's keeled over. He's exhausted. But he's going to the free throw line, and I don't really think there was anybody in that stadium that thought he was going to miss one. I mean, he is so calm, cool, and collected at all times in the game, with the uh, slight exception of the little scuffle he had with Dwight Howard. <laughs> which, yeah. Yeah. Which was very interesting, but again, that's just that just speaks to and is a testament to the culture of Miami uh, and Jimmy Butler. You know, this is a no nonsense guy. He knows what his job is. He came out there to execute, and he's looking to keep his team alive. Um, and he's looking to get his first Larry O'Brien Trophy. So a lot on the line for the Miami Heat. Um, a lot on the line for both sides of the ball. But the Heat are definitely motivated. They are trying to extend the series as long as they can. Hopefully, Dragic will be able to be back. Um, they continue to have murmurs about that. We saw him attempt to warm up and. I believe it was before – was it before game four he attempted to warm up um, but wasn't yeah, able to go? Right. and
1: he had. I mean, that man had tears in his eyes when he realized he wasn't going to be able to play. I don't know if it was tears of pain or tears of sadness, but he he definitely gave it a go at uh, the beginning of game four in, in the warm-ups, and uh, he was unable to go. But uh, I, I do think that he could be coming back soon.
0: Absolutely, and that would be – and I mean, if Dragic is able to come back, that's going to be huge because I think the Achilles heel for the Miami Heat in this series has been – Truthfully, it's been a lack of playmaking. It has been a lack of a strong decision maker with the basketball late in games and when the offense is struggling to find a rhythm. They have not had anybody. That's why you've seen this kind of Russian roulette of Kendrick Nunn, of Andre Iguodala. We saw very briefly some Derek Jones Jr. We're going to continue to see Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler as primary facilitators for that offense because without Dragic, they really do not have a whole lot of guys that they can have confidence in, not only bringing the ball up the court and initiating the offense, but in making the right play and executing down the stretch to help them get a win because, as LeBron said, Miami – Miami will take advantage of your mistakes and make you pay for them. And it would be very foolhardy for the Miami Heat not to assume the same of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Los Angeles Lakers. So execution is going to be very, very key. As you said, Danny Green was wide open on that shot. You know, I've heard a lot of very, in my opinion, it's very confusing at this point why there are still narratives about LeBron James And his decision-making late in games, Um, I mean, did you want LeBron to shoot over three people when the whole team basically collapsed on him? They ran that play perfectly. LeBron knew what was going to happen before it even began. I mean, he brought the ball down the court. He initially, you know, he drew that. He basically put Duncan Robinson on an island. He drew him into a position where he had to commit to the double team or to the wide-open man. He committed to the double team, and there was Danny Green at the top of the key. Danny Green is historically about a 37 or so percent shooter from the three-point line so pretty solid um and he just missed it you know that was his john paxton steve kerr moment and he missed it you know and that's unfortunate that's unfortunate for the Lakers. It's unfortunate for Danny green. I do expect him to bounce back. If LeBron James has not called the NBA hotline um, and gotten him out of the bubble at this point, yeah. <laughs> because that was a disaster. I think between the Danny green miss and the Marquis Morris foibles at the end of the game, J.R. Smith was probably feeling pretty good about himself post game in the locker room uh, <laughs> because now there's, yeah. there's somebody else who blew it for LeBron in the final. So We'll see what the Lakers do to adjust from those kind of late-game maladies that they had. I think it was just bad luck. And as I said, you know, the tail of the tape, tail two teams, we have seen in this series the Lakers role players be more consistent with their open shot making, with their playmaking, with their defensive versatility. And tonight, in an emergency situation, crisis mode, the Miami Heat hit on all cylinders, and they executed. They're going to need yeah, to do that the next game and the next game.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that I, I thought was really neat in the last two games for Miami was remember this guy named Kendrick Nunn in the beginning of the year, how he was coming out. He came out and was just a, a, a phenomenal player for them. And everybody's like, wow well, who's this guy? Where has he been and the last two games? He's really shown himself again. You know, we, we forget where, where Kendrick Nunn was, but he, he came back and he's been doing pretty good. He had 14 points last night. But one thing that I really took an interest of was the bench play from both teams. You know, Miami Heat only brought two guys off of their bench the entire night. That was Andre Iguodala and Kendrick Nunn. Two guys is the only people they brought off their bench. So they only had a seven-player rotation last night. Now, if you look back at the Lakers, the Lakers brought all four players off the bench in Morris, Kuzma, Rondo, and Caruso. So, you know, it's the Lakers look like they were searching for, for the right players to put in there. Miami really only had a seven-man rotation. Now, the starters for Miami – the lowest starters when it comes to minutes was Tyler Hero with 31 minutes. Everybody else had had higher minutes played in the starters. There are only two people off the bench. Iguodala and Nunn had 20 and 28 minutes. So you look at the Lakers, Dwight Howard had 15 minutes. But bringing four guys off the bench for the Lakers, they were really searching for those matchups that they wanted to have and, and, and see and see. I don't know. I mean, you know, the Lakers were undefeated in the Mamba jerseys. And it's unfortunate that they lost that game last night because it would have been great to go right off into the sunset being undefeated in those jerseys you know, and paying owed to Kobe. But uh, really, when it comes down to it, it's yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of people on Twitter uh, have a lot of hate for LeBron and Danny Green today. Um, you know, I feel bad for Danny Green. He's, he's catching a lot of the brunt of the, um, the publicity on Twitter um people saying you know he couldn't shoot and this and that people have had a problem with danny green all series but lebron did, did i want him to take a shot over three people in the paint no probably not but we're all talk we're also talking about lebron this is a guy who in the past you know people have always said and have always seen that he defers in, in late shot clock in the in fourth quarter and it would, it would have been nice to see him go you know full lebron tight end straight to the basket and possibly get the maybe not even the bucket but at least a foul, but you're right. I mean, in that position he was put in with those three people on him and Danny green was wide open. And like you said, historically a great three point shooter, I don't fault LeBron at all. I think passing it to him was a great idea. Now I wish that maybe Duncan Robinson would have been three, four steps closer to Danny green. So it would have forced him to pass that ball to the corner for KCP. But you know, I, I can't fault Danny green for taking a wide open three point shot. I just wish he would have made it. You know, that would have been, that would have been great. You know, and you talk about the narratives coming into the game. You're right. Everybody had counted Miami out, and Jimmy Butler is not. uh, He's not going to go down without a fight. And I think we've seen that from him. Uh, You know, having having that the narrative of uh, Lakers being of the foregone conclusion that they were going to win last night reminded me of when uh, LeBron and uh, Ray Allen and all them were down in Miami Heat, and they were seeing them bring out the uh, the Larry O'Brien trophy and the red ropes and Ray Allen sat there in the corner and hit that three-point shot to continue the series and I think that that's kind of what last night
0: everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese, that pillowy bun yeah, you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reminded me of going into the game with all that talk about Lakers are, are going to win and stuff. And uh, I think, you know, of course Laker Nation wants to see them win, but a lot of people want to see LA get 17 banners. Um, it just wasn't in the cards last night, and to be honest with you, I said beginning of the podcast, I'm a little scared, a little nervous because last night was our, our game to win. We should have won that game, but now we're going to go into the next game, Game Six, with possibly an injured Anthony Davis, where Miami Heat is going to be getting, you know, Goran Dragic back. Possibly, we're possibly going to be losing Anthony Davis. Now, whenever he first went down, it looked to me like it was an Achilles, and I know that that's that's not a light word in the mm-hmm. Laker Nation. Yeah, but he reached, he reached for his uh, his rear heel right away whenever he went down. I was very, very surprised to see him come back on the court, to be honest with you. But he wasn't 100% when he came back out there. But if it was an Achilles tear, I don't think that he would be even possibly going to be going out there back on the court. So from what I saw last night, it's not an Achilles tear. It may be an Achilles strain. Uh, I didn't think it was a, a – a sprained ankle either i mean i don't know do we we don't even have any reports right now this morning on mris or anything do we
0: no not to my knowledge i haven't seen any updates except for that he said he'll be fine to play and they're calling it a heel contusion but yeah outside of that
1: yeah i was i was happy to see him come back out on the court honestly because it looked really really scary whenever it first happened and um you know prayers up to anthony davis to get healthy and it's just sad i wish we would We wish we should have a full Heat roster and a full Lakers roster, everybody healthy. That's the way you want to you want to win in the finals. You don't want to win because the other team has players missing or players injured. You want to win saying, hey, no asterisks involved. We beat that team fair and square. So interested to see what happens in the next game. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know that uh, LeBron is is anxious to get uh, to get it back. I think LeBron's going to go crazy in this next one and you know maybe take a little bit more initiative on himself to take it to the hole and make sure his team wins. But, I mean, the guy's been doing everything he can out there. 40 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists last night. You know, Anthony Davis came back from a rough game and, and put up 28 points. So, it's good to see how it happens. Um, But, if you remember correctly, whenever this series started, I said Miami, he was going to take the first game, which they didn't end up doing. But I also said that Miami was going to win the must-win game five. And that's exactly what they did. And, uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I am. I'm a little nervous in this next game. I I think right now it's going to go to a game seven. I think Miami's going to take this next one and it's going to go to a game seven, but we'll see. What do you think,
0: David? Yeah. You know, that's that's a great question. I, I definitely think that I see this series going, I definitely think I see the series going seven. Um, But again, like you said, it it all is going to be dependent on LeBron James. He is the pendulum that will swing momentum either in favor of the Los Angeles Lakers or take them completely out of the conversation um, because ultimately the, the the game rests on his shoulders. Anthony Davis is incredible. It's a perfect teammate for him. In my personal opinion, when Anthony Davis does not play well, it more so negatively impacts the Los Angeles Lakers than LeBron James playing well. Um, which I think was evident by Anthony Davis' disappearance in Game 3 and Jimmy Butler's eruption. Now, last night, I mean, again, Anthony Davis kind of hobbled, kind of slow to the ball. Um, so you could make a, you could say maybe, again, that's kind of the situation repeating itself, uh, but on more of a micro level since he was able to stay in the game more consistently. But, yeah, this it's going to be really interesting, man. And, I mean, Game 7s can go in any kind of way. Um, historically, not a lot of people have wanted to be looking at LeBron James in a Game 7 because he – He tends to win them. Um, So I don't necessarily know if I would favor Miami were they to force a game seven. But again, at this point, I mean, the fact that we're approaching game six, I think, as I talked on the pod a couple nights ago, when I talked to people about this before the series began, most people were calling this a sweep. Most people were giving Miami one game. And then when you lose, you know, you lose Bam, you lose Drogic, people were like Charles Barkley breaking out the brooms, okay? And it has not been the case. You know, people thought that Miami was about to be a barbecue chicken sandwich. And it turns out that they are far from that. You know, they, they, they are very, very far from that. They are, they are determined to stir up the punch bowl. They are the fly in the soup. They are, they, the way that they go out and play with a chip on their shoulder to their credit has really, I think kind of taken the Lakers by surprise. I think, game five they were kind of expecting Miami to just give in down the stretch um you know as they consistently made those three-point shots from KCP who was playing very well that game on both ends of the court um LeBron getting to the free throw line late Anthony Davis returning to the game I mean it seemed like the Lakers were just going to will themselves across the finish line but their will was not as strong as Jimmy Butler's and briefly I do just want to give credit to Kendrick Nunn as you mentioned earlier uh he had, he's been given some big minutes in this series uh, prior to, we didn't necessarily see him a whole lot in the bubble, but this guy, I mean, he was first team all rookie this year uh, alongside John Morant alongside Zion Williamson. Yep. I mean, I mean, these, these are household names. And if they're not currently, they will be very, very soon. So right. Kendrick Nunn is definitely a guy to keep your eye on. Uh, and, and he's been a godsend for the Miami heat. I think that his, his scoring while sporadic is, is to be expected because he's a rookie he'll find Knows how to win. I mean, he won four state championships in high school playing for Simeon in Illinois. He played for U of I played for Oakland, who's a very, very good um, D one AA team. He, he has he has some high level experience in locker rooms and Miami is a great fit for him. He's a tough minded, greedy guy. He's a great defender. Um, And he's never afraid of a challenge. I mean, a lot of those games when he was winning those state championships, he was going through guys like Jaleel Okafor to get there. You know, these are guys who are not to be taken lightly. And when you have a teammate like Jabari Parker, I mean, you could definitely give the rock to somebody else. And Kendrick Nunn had no problem taking over games. Um, I definitely look for him to continue to help facilitate and um, distribute on the offensive end. And definitely his defensive impact, his ability to chase guys off of screens, be a pest, um, and kind of be Rondo-esque, as we saw last night. Maybe not as much with the passing, because, I mean, there's a reason that Rondo was on the top ten all-time for playoff assists. The dude is incredible. But the way that he is able to energize his team by beating guys to spots by winning loose balls, by not by, by sacrificing his body. You know, the, those are the winning plays that role players need to make in order to propel their team forward. Um, and I look for that to continue. So all the credit in the world, as I said to what, what the Miami he have been able to cultivate with this roster, uh, all the odds were stacked against them. I mean, pretty much from the jump and they have, they have continued to defy expectations. So it's going to be a very, very fun game six. Um, very, very fun. So, If we're we're calling Miami, are you calling Miami pulling out the win in game six then, Doug?
1: Uh, If I had to say yes or no, I'd say probably yes. But the only thing that does concern me with Miami is, again, all the minutes that I said they played. The entire heat bench had no less than 31 minutes per player. So that's the only thing is if they're going to come back and be able to, to, you know, not really be healthy, but have the energy and the stamina to run again. I know Jimmy Butler will. He's a bit of a veteran, but. These younger guys may not be used to it, but we'll see if they have the stamina. I definitely say that uh, it'll he will take this next game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think what we can expect to see down the stretch in Game Six and and if there is uh, a Game Seven, we're going to see very atrophied superstars, and it's going to become really a game of who can stay standing the longest because this bubble has been it's been a long journey. It's been a fun ride. Um, but I'm sure it has been all kinds of difficult for those guys who have been looking at the same four walls in that hotel room since June. So yeah, it's, and you know the, it, it's it's another thing. It's funny to mention is because if you go
1: to mybookie.com, which is one of our sponsors, use the code hoopball. But uh, if you look at the the mybookie betting right now, if you've put money on Miami every single game this series, you've won. Now they haven't won every single. so if you put money on Miami every single game, you've won. Now, I didn't do that as a Lakers fan, but I did it last night and I ended up winning some money because of it. So, again, I think this next game you definitely want to put your money down on Miami Heat. That's just a little uh, betting tip for you guys if you guys pay attention. Uh, I don't know what the spread is right now, but they were um, Heat plus three last night and they, uh, they ended up winning um, winning the game and um, winning some money. So that's that's another thing you want to look at.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you said, you know, my bookie—it's an incredible resource for you. Use that promo code hoopball. Make sure you're saving money while you're making money. And I mean, this has been this has been a great NBA Finals. I I think when it started, you know, there were some questions. We kind of had a little bit of hesitancy as we kind of saw guys falling in and out of the lineup weren't really sure how it was going to shake out. And then of course to overcome a three, one deficit is, is an incredibly tall task. Very few teams have ever been able to do so. If even, even the series at three, three. Um, so I don't blame anybody. I don't blame all the aggregators for not picking the Miami heat, um, not only to win the series, but to win last night's game. And again, man, just, just all the credit in the world to them. And, and like Doug said, make some money, bet on these guys. Cause they're betting on themselves. All the, all the guys in the Miami heat, are betting on themselves 110 percent and there's no doubt about that you see the confidence that they exude on the court you see the swagger off the court and they're going to continue to try to really really muck it up for the los angeles lakers so i expect us to have a really fun game tomorrow evening uh, we got football all day, and then we got hoops at night. I mean, what more could you ask for on a Sunday? I know it's a day of rest, but ain't no rest for the wicked. And Jimmy Butler is as wicked as they come. So I, I definitely expect this to be a very, very fun game. A lot of fireworks. Uh, and you know what? I-, I think I think that the Miami Heat, if I think the Miami Heat have a trick up their sleeve, I- I'm not gonna. I won't speak anything into existence quite yet, but the way Jimmy Butler was talking about Dragic makes me, makes me very, very curious what his status is going into this next game. And as you saw, we haven't gotten an update um, since he called it game four. So had a couple games now to reevaluate a couple more days to rest and rehab. We'll see. Uh, We will definitely see. So lots of exciting hoops around the corner. You know, we're going to be covering on all ends here um, and we're going to Like I said, we're going to see, and we're definitely going to see who wins that finals MVP. If it's the Lakers, it's obviously going to be between Anthony Davis or LeBron, but if the Miami Heat are able to pull what would be a historic, historic upset, uh, very clearly we know exactly who that trophy's going to, and that's the one and only Jimmy G Buckets, and the G is for Gets, because Jimmy Gets Buckets. So... Doug, you got anything you want to add on behalf of the Lakers, the Miami Heat, or otherwise?
1: Yeah, best of luck to uh, everybody out there in Hootball ball land. Um, you know, even if the the series is is going to probably end before um, before next weekend, obviously. But take a look and listen next weekend. We still are going to have some around the association coming out again. Uh, we're going to start getting into drafts and we're starting to get into trades, the offseason, a lot of that going on. So there will be some more episodes around the association, even when the NBA championship trophy is handed out, even after that. So make sure you guys stay tuned to that. Always hit me up on Twitter at KYProBasketball, where I tweet out uh, nightly stats of all players that have gone pro from the state of Kentucky. And as you guys know, this playoff, it has uh, two from Miami and two from the Lakers so I'm uh, excited about for that uh, a cat will win the trophy before the end of the year so that's phenomenal so uh, basketball season starting up so we're gonna have a lot of uh, a lot of players coming in through uh, through the ranks from college into the uh, the draft excited to see what this drafts going to be uh, I think we finally have a date now so uh, I know the NBA combine is uh, is they had some interviews and things like that so uh, a lot going on guys the next season's just around the corner so don't think that this season's over, and, and basketball's done. We got the offseason right after that, and right after that, we have the, the, the season kicking back off again. So uh, stay tuned to the HoopBall. A lot going on. Make sure you hit up all the HoopBall channels and all the podcasts. Take a look at the website, hoopball, hoop-ball.com, and uh, fi- follow us on Twitter. If you have any questions, make sure you hit us up. Again, thanks, David, for having me on here. I always appreciate it. always enjoy talking to the HoopBall listeners. So I'll see you guys next time
0: absolutely everybody out there we appreciate you tuning in for another edition of your nba box score breakdown offseason right around the corner and we are going to stay on top of it all across the network we're going to have all the correspondents need to know info rumors trades everything drafts whatever you need hoop dash ball has got you covered check us out on all platforms drop a five-star review and as always give us a follow hit us with any questions and please, please, please spread the word. We appreciate everyone tuning in this episode. Stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. And keep hooping. Doug, I appreciate you. Hoopball universe, we'll talk to you all soon.